Well, hello, listeners. Tommy Grisafi with the Egg Bowl Podcast. I think hunters and landowners are going to love this next episode. Our friends from QRPost.com stop by the studio. Levi Otis, H2O, as many of you know him on the internet. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, check it out and watch it. We have a YouTube channel, Ag Bull Podcast on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Questions, comments, give me an email personally. Flags, F-L-A-G-S, at agbull.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Agpool Podcast. This podcast was filmed in beautiful Mayville, North Dakota. This podcast will be available on YouTube and every podcast audio channel. Today's guest is Levi Otis, spelled with an I as he corrected me. <laughs> Someone's having a hard time spelling this morning. Levi Otis is with QR Post, QRPOSTS.com. Levi, welcome to the show. Hey, Tommy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, thank you. I know you uh, from. Uh, uh, I've met you, uh, if if you've ever been to a meeting in North Dakota, everyone knows Levi, especially in agriculture. Yeah, I, I, I put on miles, right? Air miles, highway miles, beer miles. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you got a new venture here, but before that, tell me, uh, and I don't even know these answers, so this will, this would be good for me. I, I know you from uh, uh, one aspect, but where did you grow up? Where were you raised? I moved from uh, Chaska, Minnesota, up to Devil's Lake, North Dakota, where my Otis family was originally from uh, homestead in 1889, actually two weeks before North Dakota was a state and uh, graduated from Devil's Lake High School, stayed in North Dakota um, back when everybody was about to leave and then uh, went to school and, and was going to be in the hospitality business like my dad and did that for uh, uh, Thurlson, Gary Thurlson, mm-hmm. and uh, um, then ended up working for uh, uh, the Ellingson family, who were uh, customers at my my hotel at one oh. of the hotels I ran. Yeah, so. uh, I don't know that we'll tell that story, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you that's uh, a great story. It's really good. Tell yeah. it. Tell it. Well, it's worth. Give us the PG version, please. As you uh, as a, you we are a hotel. If you're a hotel, if you're a hotel manager, you. You got it. You got. You need people in rooms, so you got to do sales, and uh, you drive around, you check out parking lots, and see who's staying where. And and um, one of my neighbors actually, I knew his bosses were always coming to town, mm-hmm. and I kept kept giving him a hard time. And finally, I met Derek Ellingson, and and then got to know the family really well doing that. And I was taking them AKA to AKA Spike, yeah, AKA Spike, and. Uh, taking them to Republican events and chamber events and different things. And finally, they said, we're having issues trying to get drainage permits. And uh, we need somebody to do whatever the heck you do wearing our shirt. And uh, to this day, they still don't know what I do, but drainage law is a heck of a lot better than when I started. If I go to an ag function in North Dakota, if I didn't bring my wallet, I say hi to you and uh, order my cherry white claw, right? Yeah. Um, you do know a lot of people, though, and you've helped me meet a lot of people. I need to thank you for that. You've helped me meet a lot of people. Thank you very much. Well, um, I always say North Dakota is a small town, right? You can't <laughs> get away with much. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. There's uh, more more people in the city of Indian, Indianapolis than there are in the state of North Dakota. Yeah, I would believe that. And so, politically, with what you do with your day job, it, uh, one of the good things is it's easy to ex- access people. We have our two state. Sanders, right? Yep. Colvin and Kramer. And uh, I asked someone a few years ago, who are our congressmen? <laughs> They're like, well, we have one. <laughs> yeah, we've got one. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting, that race. Uh, we'll see what happens there. 
there's uh so you have access to people i've been out to uh bismarck it, it just walking the capital i think they just got a uh it's just different it's not you know I've right been, you, you walk in you knock on the door and say is the governor around and they're like uh do you have a meeting no just wanted to say hi let me see right. if he's around yep yeah, sure we've done that with doug uh <laughs> doug the ag commissioner we've oh uh, yeah for just sure said hey we're out here yeah come on up give me i'm just finishing a meeting i mean it's just it's I never did anything politically in Illinois, a little bit in Indiana. Uh, it's just not like that, but it's nice. Well, it's one of the nice what things. helps in, in North Dakota is, well, citizen legislators, right? So mm-hmm. you have a day job before you're a legislator. Uh, I think people do understand that they they represent the people of their district, right? And mm-hmm. And other states or government in general feels like they feel that they're the boss, where in North Dakota, people go to Bismarck with the intent that they are going to do what's best for their communities and and then the state when they're out in D.C. There's, you know, the, the last— been, Do you the, go to D.C.? I do, four times a year, usually. But Wow. Well, that was prior to COVID, but, mm-hmm. you know, the accessibility with the Alaskan administration was unbelievable. I think I met with nine different cabinet members. Uh, who who got meetings within the agencies themselves, and we get some stuff uh, better, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, with COVID and then the new administration, I don't believe we've got um, as much accessibility as we did back then. But you had to just that's keep grinding. We ran out of all our oil and <laughs> yeah, natural resources in North Dakota, right? Yeah, that's right. If only we had a pipeline, Levi. Yeah. If only. <laughs> if only. Um, I have an itch. All right, there we go. I took care of that. Um, you got this new uh, deal going, and you got your day job, and you got this job. And this is interesting because I'm not a hunter. So you, you're going to have to start from the beginning on qrpost.com, and you're going to have to explain how it started, whether it was an idea at a bar, where it's going, beginning, middle, end, and okay. uh, go uh, sell this thing. Yeah, You got so- longer than elevator pitch. You got as long as you want. Elevator, is that because my last name's Otis? H2O, baby. <laughs> so we, uh, with my work in, in Bismarck, going out to the legislature almost, well, where it's a biennium, so every two years, um, you have your committees. So I spent most 99% of my time in water, but you'd have a committee on Thursday, and then you'd have to wait till Friday for them to reconvene. Okay. So what do you do in between that time? Well, you got to find something that interests Some you. barley beverage issues. That's right. We've got <laughs> well, a lot of barley. Well, then the most exciting um, uh, committees outside of water were then what we call posting bills. So the hunters and the farmers would all come and, and have conversations about water. And then it would be, can you post your land? In North Dakota, you do not, if you do not post your land uh, up until this last session, um, people can have free reign to hunt so it. I can just walk on in and start and hunting. So what happens if the owner calls the police? Well, then you don't have permission. But he mm-hmm. could ask you to leave your mm-hmm. your property if he goes and sees you, but you don't have to get permission in North Dakota. Now they have e-posting within the North Dakota Game of Fish website, uh, so you have to check that. Or if he's got it posted with signs, um, you'd have to uh, uh, get permission that way. But if there's no nothing on the North Dakota Game and Fish site or uh, posted with signs, you don't uh, you don't need permission to access their prop. What other states have laws like that? Like I don't know if there's one. Okay. <laughs> I, I honestly don't. We're unique. Uh, very unique. Um, some states have you know a, a 
painted pole or mm-hmm. like a blue mark on a or a purple mark on a tree or a, a post. Um, Minnesota does not have posting laws in the sense that you do not have to to post your your property with signs, but if you want to go on somebody's property, you have mm-hmm. to get permission. That's that's mostly how it is. The deep south, you know, you wouldn't even go on, you wouldn't even think about going on somebody's property without permission because they're they're uh, they take care of business. They take yeah. care of business, and yeah. so um, in fact, and we'll get into QR posts a little more deep, but. Like in Minnesota, um, when you have, if you do put up a posted sign, then they have the regulation about what that sign is, right? The letters have to be two, two and a half inches long. And, of course, right. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, we're not going to make you do it. But if you do, then, you know, now we're right. going to regulate how, it, so how it's like done. So like the uh, sign police come by and say that your fonts are wrong? Or? Yeah, basically. Or or if somebody's then trespassing on your property and right. it's not the right They'd signage. Be like, you know, what I did was illegal, but uh, his fonts were off and yep. his... Uh, his signature was it gets that silly but right and uh because i'm uh, when people uh, the, the craziest thing up here and i'm sure maybe in the ag community's ag podcast the egg bowl podcast but the uh if if it's harvest since the first day of hunting like harvest almost stops what what is, <laughs> well, we'll get a, it tomorrow. <laughs> You're not going to shoot my deer. <laughs> I, I had an appointment with someone, and they're like, "Hold on, let me check. If that's opening day for deer, we're going to have to redo that." I'm like, "All right." Well. Yeah, it's you know, it's the holiday before Thanksgiving, the one yeah. after after uh, Halloween. So. It could be freezing cold. It could be warm, and but people up here love the outdoors. They love uh, hunting and fishing and everything else. And maybe it's probably like that all over. I. Uh, well, we do, we just not to cut you off. Mm-hmm. We just don't have the the time outdoors where it's nice, mm-hmm. right? You know, like this last winter, it wasn't nice till June what third, and that, so yeah. and so it's very you don't know the kind of year you're going to have, and mm-hmm. I think that's part of it is we still get to be outside, we still get to hunt, we still get to fish, and the ice fishing we switch from fishing yes. to ice fishing, which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, you don't post any of these on lakes, though, huh? On water? Well, not yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How'd this start? Um, so from from watching those issues, my brother-in-law moved back from Colorado. He's a, a developer for an oil and gas, up, upstream oil and gas uh, company. And he he always laughed because we grew up in Devil's Lake where it was the hunting and fishing mecca. You know, it's one of the best fisheries in the mm-hmm. world. The, the, the waterfall hunting is amazing. And, um, and so we'd golf, you know, with our buddies and they complain about hunting season, not being able to find open land or they, um, or the farmers, our buddies that are farmers mm-hmm. and complain about the hunters. And he's like, we should be able to figure this out. How come somebody hasn't figured it out? And in really, you know, you've got like Onyx or, or a lot of these other, um, apps that tell you who the farmer is, but they do not provide a lot of information on how to get in contact. And a lot of farmers don't want That's to be contacted. That's that app where you look and... Yep, it says Levi Otis owns, you know, this section of right. land, right? And so then somebody could call Levi and, and ask to uh, to hunt it. Marry their daughter yeah. or hunt. Yeah, right. well, depends, probably both in some scenarios. how many sections yeah. you yeah, own. Yeah, that's right. Do you ever see that map where it says, uh, just looking at some Valentine's Day things, and it's the map of the girl looking at the map with hearts on sections? Yeah. Just <laughs> just looking happy Valentine's there's a, there's Day. There's a lot of truth to that. I, you know, I give the younger farmers 
oh, lot of God. grief, especially at NDSU. You know, the best pickup line is at NDSU. What's that? I'm a farmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, when land prices have doubled and tripled the last few years, I imagine uh, words. Yeah, it makes it a little easier. Yep. Oh God. So the uh, where where was this invented? Uh, a so, bar? Yeah, actually. Um, and a when, piece of, yeah, on a napkin. When when COVID uh, happened, mm-hmm. and we we're my brother-in-law and I, Kyle, um, were sitting in a, a restaurant. We would have had Kyle here, except for we have a little problem. We have two chairs and two mics, <laughs> so we're going to have to expand our operation to uh, three chairs, four chairs one day, and uh, we'll have to figure out how to do that. But baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. So tell Kyle, sorry, yeah. does he uh, want to sit on your lap or something else? He, yeah. he didn't even make the show. He got edited. That's kind of how it works with, with uh, startups anyway. Yeah. You got one talker and one guy that does actually all the work, so. Well. <laughs> but we were sitting at this restaurant. Talker, right? That's right. I okay. Don't, I have to ask him how to change my password once in a while. So, I uh, you're sitting at a restaurant. We're sitting at a restaurant. No good story starts. We were having a salad, but that's fine. Maybe this one will be. Well, we weren't having a salad. We were just sitting there talking about it, Mm -hmm. and uh, COVID had happened, so they they took away all the menus, and we watched uh, a couple grandmas and and their the grandpas walk in and sit down at a table, and they whipped out their phones and scanned the QR code for a menu. Yes, I did that at uh, uh. First time I ever did that was at Toasted Frog in Fargo. And I'm like, how do I read the menu? They're like, oh, take out your phone. I'm like, can someone help me? And they're like, yeah, just go to your camera. I'm yep. like, well, this is easy. It's brilliant. Yeah. And you can so, do that with business cards now, too. Yeah, you can. And in fact, uh, I I did that when I was in the hotel business. I put one on my, but you'd have to download the QR reader. reader. Yep. But if I take my phone right now, let's help anyone. Uh, so if I take my phone and I go to camera. Just go to the camera. Right. I can hold it for you. All right. There we go. How are we doing? You getting all this? And I hit photo. If I hit photo, there it is. Okay. So you hit that, and this all started from the menu. Yep. And, and keep going. And so then um, we kind of looked at each other when we watched the grandmas do it, because we, we said, they figured it out. Mm-hmm. Right? And we were right. kind of we chuckling, not to be mean, but... It was, you know, so much, so many things happened like in the beginning of COVID. It was just chaos, mm-hmm. and we were just watching them. And it's where then we looked at each other, and we we had a really positive thing happen in some ways. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. It it, and I don't know who said it first. He tries to say I did. I think it was him, but he said, "Why don't we just put QR codes on on posted signs?" And I'm like, "Brilliant, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's where it started, and, and it took him about a year. Um, of development to get to the first one and the things that we agreed on were it had to be really simple right not a lot of data up front on the front end mm-hmm. um, so farmers could use it set up in a few minutes order their signs and be gone because uh, working in egg tech and all the things I do with my day job I know that they get bombarded with so much technology right and it's just flash in the pan stuff and uh, on the front end it's just got to be simple and it is simple you you go in and you type your name in Tommy Grasafi. You find your farms. Mm-hmm. You, you click them. You upload them. It, you, each farm gets a uh, its own QR code. So mm-hmm. like this, this is John Doe's farm. Hold it up to the camera. We'll and, go to that uh, camera right there. And so there you go. Back down in here. So when you get your signs in the mail, mm-hmm. um, it's John's quarter, right? So you know, you know which field is John's quarter to you. Some okay. people use 
the legals, 149, 55, 36. Right. You have sections and yep. then you have, uh, but, well, you have townships and you have, it's all squares. Right. So a lot of okay. people refer to their land like grandma's. Yeah. Like if you talk to a crop insurance agent, they're like, it's uh old rhubarb nine. And yeah. They know what that means. <laughs> I have no clue. Correct. But so, uh, it's code for that, you know, whatever the old, you know, the old marsh, this one. Right. Okay. Yep. That's right there in the bottom right. Yep. So that's the land identifier and it, uh, it's, it's pretty solid. Um, and it, do you have, what do you have on this trademarks patent? Well, we do have the patent, uh, on the process mm-hmm. of putting the QR code. So you can't mm-hmm. patent the internet. Obviously you can't patent a QR code. Campaign and a posted sign, but the process of using a QR code on a posted sign for communication uh, is what we have at the patent office. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's just really simple. And we agreed that we didn't have to get rich tomorrow, right? You look at Facebook and all these other companies, they just refuse to charge and charge and charge, you know. And, it's a and, very specific subject. It is. And it's, we, it's we want it. necessary. Well, we wanted to bridge the gap between our friends that are farmers and, and, our friends that are hunters. Mm-hmm. Now, the other day, um, I got a text from a buddy. Well, now, now it's mid-October, so it's probably beginning of September. There's still wheat out there. And he sent me a picture of his farm, and some people were doing senior pictures out in the middle of his wheat. And mm-hmm. he said, people just don't really think. And, you know, that is their, it's their money. And right. the, the girls out there with the photographer, and maybe they wrecked, you know, 100 square feet of, of, of wheat, but... It's just things that people don't think about when they're sure. entering somebody's property. Makes a heck of a senior picture, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> my favorite's when people go into a field to steal what they think is sweet corn, and it's not. Yeah, it's uh, field guard. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I get your point, and uh, good luck with both of those. Yeah. So again, it's 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 a landowner tool, mm-hmm. right, or farmer tool to manage all the requests that they get. I've got a buddy you probably know him, um, uh, southeastern North Dakota. Okay. And during duck hunting, he gets 25, 30 phone calls a day. And if he doesn't answer, really? his, he doesn't get a, if he doesn't answer, they show up at his house. Because <laughs> this app or before this app? Before this app. Okay, now what happens? And so now he just gets scanned and, and uh, he he charges, but he doesn't, uh, I think it's like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, just so people have skin in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Just to, right, even if it's almost free, but yeah. it's not. Right. Right. And, and, and then you're getting someone's credit card, which you then have their name and address right. and number. There's a little yep. little back and forth. Yeah. And so when people scan that sign, uh, we'll just use you and I as an example. It goes up on your camera, right? Mm-hmm. And it says, you know, would you like to ask Levi Otis permission to hunt? And you say, yep. So if, if you're just by yourself, you put one. If you, mm-hmm. you put in the notes um, yourself and just say your daughter, who's not 18, uh, my buddy that I said that it charges 25 bucks, he doesn't charge for under 18-year-olds, right? Okay. So just write that How in How does there. he get a notification? His uh, app send, gets a pop-up yep, pop notification? Yep. Gets, number one, he gets one that says this John's quarter has been uh, – uh, scanned oh instantly yep so now if he nothing's done a with camera it camera <laughs> that's by some of these exactly signs, right? you, you're you picking this up real fast hey, uh, <laughs> i've trespassed a few times <laughs> myself so he, you I've, know uh, i was like how did they know i was there yeah well there's a camera so now you you get a notification you go back look at the camera and priority get a license plate or something else well and in you know why didn't that person ask me permission were they just checking it out or are they in my field and so um and we're not farming up here we're not farming 10s 20s and 40s i mean 
we're farming sections at Sec- a time. Oh yeah. I mean, you I can mean, drop off farms. equipment and not and not and leave it there for days to yep. plant and harvest. Like we're over there this week over yep. in that area. Right. It's not like the Midwest where I live in. You're farming between subdivisions and everything else. Um, now, obviously, as you get away from big cities, it opens up, but nothing is oh, is well. Probably, if you go to Canada, it's even more so like this. Yeah, probably. Um, up Maybe north, some parts but, in Australia, but yeah. But when people are like, "Well, how wouldn't they know anyone's there?" You just wouldn't know, right? Well, right. Um, and that's the other. So that brings up a good point. He told me he used to get chewed out because he'd give somebody permission mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then the next Tuesday, he'd give somebody else permission. Well, the guy he gave permission last week would show back up. And then he'd have two people complaining that, you know, he gave permission. And he's like, I just said yes to everybody, right? right. Or I told you last week I'd gave you permission on Tuesday, but I didn't give you permission for this Tuesday. Right, like it's an open uh, open table or something. Right. And so <laughs> That is an app for restaurants, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, I wonder how... They came up with that open table, and and when before COVID, when Chicago was nice, you uh, if you wanted to go to a restaurant after a game or something, you had to make a reservation. Now you probably just walk in, but um, actually, it's hard to get into restaurants too, Levi, because everyone's so short staffed. Right. So seriously, you do need uh, reservations again. You'll walk in reservations only uh, half the half the tables are filled. Um, How's all this work? How many states you in? Yeah. Where, so uh, just how, how are you getting out there? Facebook. Are you on Facebook? Yeah, we're on Facebook. Twitter? Twitter. We're on Twitter. Instagram? Instagram. TikTok? QR- <laughs> yeah, no, I no, don't. No. I haven't done TikTok stop, yet. Stop. We have to stop. No TikTok. <laughs> right. Uh, Snapchat? No, just your own personal Snapchat, I'm sure. But uh, from the business aspect, how do you want people to get a hold of you? The website? Yeah, uh, qrpost.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, that's the easiest because that's where you're going to go to sign everything up. There's a landowner uh, uh, chunk, and then there's an outdoorsman. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the guys that we have signed up want people to hunt, right? Mm-hmm. Geese eat profit. <laughs> you know? well. They eat bushels. And so come shoot my geese. And right. uh, um, and so as an outdoorsman, you We're can go on there. We're not promoting anything illegal here. Oh, yeah. No, get your, get your permit first. Right. There we go. Uh, <laughs> or your license and then get permission. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can go on there and click and ask people permission. Right. And so you don't even have to leave your, uh, you don't even have to leave your desk if you don't want to. Um, So it's, uh, it's been pretty strong. Good. Good. What, uh, now let's go to how many States are you in? What are we in? Seven. Okay. So Mississippi, Maine, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, how many was that? Yeah, we're getting there. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I still have my shoes on, but we're getting up there. And you, people are finding out through friends, family. You, you know, a bunch yeah, of that's them. a bit. You know, as you said, I, I've got a, quite a few friends, and and so some some have just taken uh, a few signs just to try it out, sure. right? And then, um, in fact, I got a guy that called this morning, and he wanna he want he did a field last year, and now he wants to add a couple more because mm-hmm. it, it works so slick. What's the cost of the farmer versus you know how do you guys make money? How do they? What are they looking at to to you know one Use field? This? You might need more than one post. I mean, they can come to this field from yep. a bunch of different angles and corners, and yeah. So like in North Dakota, mm-hmm. um, you have to post your land every eight hundred and eighty yards. So okay, so there's a little math to this, right? Well, just 
each corner, mm-hmm. right? We've got, like you said, big square corners, <laughs> quarters. Um, so uh, in North Dakota, but each state, for instance, like I said, Minnesota has specifics on how the sign or specific specs, how the sign has to look. So when you come and order a sign for Minnesota on QR posts, it kicks out the sign that's regulated in your state. Same with Kansas or Iowa or Nebraska or Texas. So we went in and, and programmed all those signs. So you get your Texas specific sign if if it's regulated. Okay. Some some signs or some states don't care, but most of them kind of have their own little wonky rules. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about hunting a little bit. Are you are you a big hunter? Used to be, but I grew up in Devil's Lake, and I don't get home that much. And yeah, um, yeah. You ever go up on like elk hunting? I have a friend who raises elks. And uh, they're beautiful, you know, and they raise them and they go out somewhere and we have, he, we have elk meat sometimes. It's it's good, but. Uh, well, I'm probably a hunter that most people don't like because if somebody calls, I'll get in the pickup and go, but it's not something I, yeah, you know, not. set my alarm to and need to get right. a tag tomorrow morning. Well, and that, is it, I hear guys up here talking that they, they didn't get a deer tag and they're, they're in the lotto or how yep. it work up here? Yep. So you, uh, when you apply for your your application, um, you get put into a lottery, and then mm-hmm. you get rated. Po- you know, you get a couple points, and uh, and if your your number or your name is picked, right, and then you get your first your preference of of what section of the state that you want to hunt in. Um, if you don't get your deer, then you get more points, and then the next year, um, mm. hopefully, more points means how many more times you're you're going to get drawn or at least improve your improve your chances mm-hmm. so um yeah it's but a lot of guys just go out hunting if they don't get a, a buck buck tag anyway um they go out shoot a doe or go out with their kids or their friends and like we talked about earlier it's half a holiday so. yeah no i i love it um i like hearing all the stories i know uh you know people started podcasts just based on hunting stories i sure if we Googled it or looked at it, there'd be a, a million, uh, not a million, but a lot of hunting podcasts. How do people pay you then? Like, how do people pay you? How do you get paid? Well, it, we're in the long game. Um, the signs themselves are 20 bucks, so we make a few bucks off of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vinyl signs that we have are are only four ninety nine, so they're not, they're very inexpensive. Make a little money off of that. Um, we do take 10% if a farmer does charge. So if he's charging $50, we get five bucks. So he gets 45 and then the hunter will pay 55. So we're getting $10 off that transaction. Mm-hmm. Like a little bookie. Like a little bookie. Yeah. yeah. We'll call it a lodging tax. A lodging tax. <laughs> I like that. So, I like that. Um, what else uh, outside of this, what else are you excited for, for North Dakota and agriculture? Well, North Dakota. agriculture or should I'm, this be called the ag bear? No, I'm I'm always bullish agriculture. I mean, we live in a bubble up here. Uh, you remember the session of 08, 09, 10, that, all that stuff going on. North Dakota, uh, you know, my boss is from southern Minnesota, and he mm-hmm. just shook his head when he would kind of come up here. He's like, those people in Fargo didn't have a clue that anything was going on in the rest of the world. And, um, you know, if the dollar if the dollar drops, they seem to want to buy North Dakota products, whether it's egg or it's oil now we have a strong dollar and they're still buying and it they're still buying it mississippi up. river's about empty and uh yeah it's just uh yeah we 
we don't have that oil business like we used to, or do we still have the oil business and they're just not continuing to drill? So we are producing the same amount of oil with 44 rigs as we did with 200 back during the brew. The efficiencies? Very, very high efficiency. Okay. That means we use less people, less teams, less crews. So now because of uh, Washington politics, you're not seeing a lot of the money from your neck of the woods or uh, Wall Street being Mm -hmm. invested into the oil guys, and they're not going to take capital out of their pockets. And I I watched the president yesterday, and he just said they won't drill. I don't know if that's true, but uh, well, Tommy, it's hard to drill if, you're if you gonna, don't have a permit anymore or a pipeline to send it. Well, to. exactly. And if you're going to say take a hundred bucks out of my own pocket, right? And you're holding the right, rules, right, right? Right. Or if our friend or over there continue. is going to give me fifty bucks, now maybe I'll consider consider doing it. But you're still holding the rules. Mm-hmm. But he's a buffer, right? And I think Wall Street's sometimes a buffer from the federal government because they hold all of our four hundred one ks, right? They hold mm-hmm. our our investments. And if you're just going to put it all on the oil guys, I don't blame them for sitting on their hands and, and just collecting that, that check every time the pump pumps. Right. And so they're producing, I think the oil industry looks at that. They're going to produce what they're going to produce and that's it. Well, and, and, and they're at massive profitability because they become more efficient. But we're not doing anything to tell them to actually pump. Right. We're we're going to OPEC. (laughs) We're going to OPEC. We're going to South America. People that actually hate our guts and asking them to produce more. And then they're not. And then we're then we blame the guys in North Dakota for not drilling. It's awkward. To put it in perspective for our ag clients and our ag friends, it would be like having all this beautiful dirt and saying, we're not going to plant 500,000 acres of sugar beets next year. We're going to we're going to let someone who doesn't like us do it. Yep. Well, for as crazy as that sounds. That's the current state of the oil industry. That's to make it simple. Yeah. And maybe someone right? will listen to this and be We're like, that's import- not true. But go ahead and uh, email us. Speaking of emailing us, you know what we do on this podcast? What do we do? Well, we have a sponsor and uh, we have a great sponsor. I got a little gift for you. Look at this. Colorado Jack's Popcorn out of Leeds, North Dakota. And they, uh, well, we don't give away the popcorn. That's for you. But don't take it because we need it for next episode. So that's for you for pretend. Um, and we also, we give away flags. So we never know who's listening to this show. But right before we started recording, I got a really cool picture from someone who I've never met, but they like the show. And they're a big fan. Harry in Illinois. We produced one show and then we didn't produce one for a few months. And he's like, I like that first one. I'm like, so you're the one who liked it. And uh, he's like, when's the next one coming out? Well, Harry, we hear you, baby. We're starting to produce stuff. And so what we do is we give away uh, flags. Within the first two weeks of the release of this show, if someone emails us at flags, F-L-A-G-S, at com, flags at com, we will send them. This one you do get to keep. We will send them. A beautiful, beautiful American flag. I'm going to get twisted up in the wires here from American Legion. So, uh, oh, cool! Those flags—that's a gift for you. Thanks for being on the show. And uh, these flags, uh, this group of flags here, were donated by uh, Choice Bank and our friend Tony Goditis, who uh, he should be putting in tile. Anytime I can get anything out of Tony, I'm um, happy. <laughs> <laughs> he just heard that and saw that, and we are not going to edit that out. So. <laughs> Uh, within the first few weeks of the release of the show, flags at agbull.com, we uh, 
Choice Bank's going to send some of those out. And all we ask people to do is hang them with pride. We love America. You love America. And uh, send us a pick back. So you're going to get one. Well, yeah, yeah, that would be great. And I know uh, uh, where you work, your employer, they always have big flags in front of their uh, office. And those are very expensive flags. Those are very expensive flags. We uh, at Ellingson, we put that up. Oh, geez. No I was bummed out. I drove home because I live in Fargo. We're in Mayville, North Dakota, but it wasn't up the other day. Okay. So like, it's really funny. T- times are tough. You I'm would, like, you would. Uh, I notice. Everybody, like, we get texts. We get a letter from grandma. We get phone calls. Where's your flag at? And uh, um, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's a pillar. I think they're. Those flags that big are like a couple thousand dollars. Uh, at least. At least. Yeah, we'll we, go with it's in least. the budget, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but our flagpole, we uh, uh, the last wind kind of twisted up some of the gears, so the guys are mm-hmm. fixing it. But, okay. I mean, we've got so much work to do on tile tile work, and now some of our guys are working on that dang flagpole. <laughs> it's we like, got to get it back up. Because people are upset. You know, somebody uh, might like push a, a quarter to, to spring if we can get that flag up. Like that's when I drive from Fargo <laughs> up to Mayville and I look to my right as I go by, uh, is the town Harwood? Mm-hmm. Go by Harwood, North Dakota. It just lets me know that America's all right. Yeah. yeah. Go to Ellingson.com. I think we have Ellingsoncompanies.com. I think we do have pictures of it. Otherwise, just hit of images and yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's 135 feet tall. It's 30, the flag itself is 30 feet by 60 feet. Well, that's it's just massive. a three by five. No, this is a four by six. So, uh, yeah, this uh, these folks were very generous to give the four by sixes. We've downgraded because of inflation to three by fives for other people, but you're lucky to get one of those. Well, this is going on the end of my dock next spring. Perfect. Perfect Send us a pic and we'll post it on uh, social media. What else do you want people to know about QR post or we could just talk about anything amongst friends? Well, it's it's it was designed to be simple. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and having. I just looked out there. There's someone spooky. We have an audience. <laughs> yeah, we do have an audience. <laughs> we have an looks audience. Like, looks like we're going on Snapchat, but. Um, we're going live. Yeah. We, uh, QR posts made to be simple. And if there's, if there's things that would make it easier or you'd, you would do before you'd put them up or prefer that we could build into it, we do it all the time. Right. And so. That's one thing about having cheap labor and a brother-in-law. That's your 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 partner. Mm-hmm. Is uh, yeah, we rock it out and 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 kind of tailor them. And he's gonna kick me in the shin when he hears this episode. But that's right. Um, uh, they are simple to use, and and hopefully it it eases. Nobody wants to be working on their their combine in the middle of harvest and get a phone call from somebody asking if they can hunt when right. it's gonna cut. You know, it's gonna be a seventy thousand dollar fix. Right. Probably a bad time to ask. Yeah, so, no. So the whole business of everything is, uh, it's just part of the business of the farming. Farming's big, big, big business. The costs have doubled and tripled. Lands went up. Everyone's stressed out. Uh, COVID was uh, tough on the ag community because they kept working when everyone else didn't. And you know, the fact we are able to go out and enjoy the outdoors, that's wonderful. And folks like you are actually helping uh, promote that along. Well, next time we'll get uh, your brother-in-law's first name? Kyle. We'll get Kyle down yeah. here. Tell Kyle the chairs have been ordered. We have the mics, and, and we'll do this again. Uh, I will be seeing you. Uh, it, we've got winter meeting season coming up, and uh, obviously we'll probably go to Agronomy on Ice again and some other meetings. But Yeah, I uh, need to get my hotel rooms for that in Devil's Lake, North Dakota. That's a fun one if nobody's ever been. Go to Devil's Lake, yeah. ice fishing, 
it, it's wild. Ellingson pays for a uh, a, band. A, a band and yeah, a good band. Yeah, yeah, they are a good band, and it doesn't cost any anything to attend the show either for the. No, you just show up. It's really cool. I would say of all the things I've ever done in North Dakota, it's the best networking event. Not necessarily to go up there and pick up business, but never are you in an atmosphere where you can meet that many people who are relaxed on a, you know, everyone has a different ice house with different foods, different drinks. It's freezing cold almost always, and it's fun. And that's the funness. Now, what's going to be neat this year about agronomy on ice is that Canada will be back open. So I think this is only year four or five. Yep. But like three of the years, they weren't able to go. Right. And uh, they want to come down. Give them a reason to come down. (laughs) They don't need much. They just need to be able to cross the border. That's right. Well, Levi, let's do this again. Uh, And uh, I'm really excited for you guys. I'm proud of what you're doing. And keep up the good work educating farmers in in both your day job and this. I think it's uh, wonderful. Yeah, I appreciate that, Tommy. We'll uh, we'll keep plugging away. And every year, we just had our second anniversary, and we're over 66,000 acres of posted land. Let's keep it going. Maybe this episode will help. Yeah. All right, everyone, Levi. If it helps enough, you're going to see an advertisement. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) If it helps, you could donate some flags, too. Everyone, that's (laughs) Levi Otis with QRPost.com, and he's a a personal friend of mine. He's been real good to me. So my name's Tommy Grisafi, and I'm Bullish Agriculture. (laughs) 